Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. It's a rare occurrence, but Republicans and Democrats agree on at least one thing. It takes too long to get approval for new infrastructure projects like solar farms and pipelines. In their new energy package, House Republicans have focused on shortening the review period for major projects under the National Environmental Policy Act, or NEPA, which was first enacted in 1970. But privately, energy industry officials say the House bill to overhaul permitting rules would do little to help advance major projects. And the clock is ticking. Projects under the bipartisan infrastructure law's $550 billion in new spending have five years to get into the construction pipeline. And the $369 billion in green incentives under Biden's climate law, the Inflation Reduction Act, have a 10-year window. Today, Politico's Zach Coleman explains what the industry is saying about Republicans permitting bill, the challenges facing permitting projects, and what's at stake in the Inflation Reduction Act. It's Monday, March 20th. Republicans and Democrats are largely in agreement that it takes too long to build big new infrastructure projects. Zach, you spoke to industry and former government officials about the House Republicans' opening bid to reform the process. What did they tell you? They told me that while it's not a terrible place to start with the National Environmental Policy Act, which is one of the biggest environmental laws that we have, it's not necessarily going to solve all the problems here. What they're worried is Republicans are pitching their efforts to impose timelines, deadlines, and other sorts of things that we can kind of all understand as a reasonable way to move things along. They're pitching this as the be-all, end-all, and it's not going to ignite the many things that you need to build in this country because so much of this holdup is at the state level, it's at regional grid levels, and you know many of the projects that are built in this country don't go through this NEPA process. What are some of the other challenges facing permitting projects right now? What did the industry say is actually driving the lengthy timelines for these projects? One of the biggest problems is the interconnect issue. Basically, there's not enough ways to hook up new energy sources to regional grids. So PJM, one of the biggest regional grid operators, has a five-year pause on new projects. I mean, they just can't process all the stuff that they need to work through in their queue. I mean, that's one of the bigger issues. Also, how states interpret federal environmental laws. I mean, we have federalism here. Federal agencies set their rules, but it's up to the states to implement them. And the states are not consistent in how they do that. So, you know, an operator in Texas faces different interpretations of the law than one in New York. So those are two of the biggest things. And the biggest holdup, even when it comes to dealing with federal agencies, is not our bureaucrats lazy or not wanting to do the job. It's that there's just not enough people. I mean, that was something that was consistently said throughout this this reporting. NEPA is a convening process. It requires consultation with communities where projects will be built. It requires developers to hand over information about where the project would go, what effects it might have on the environment. And there's just not enough people to handle all that right now. So if you want to get this solved faster, hire more people. In your story noted, there's a transmission line that Republicans focused on in a hearing last month. Would these changes as proposed by House Republicans help that project? In other words, would the NEPA changes really help here? 
For that project, I mean, no, one, because it's already kind of worked its way through and it's in litigation. In that perspective, nothing there would affect this project. But also, in a literal sense, that project got through pretty speedily in in a lot of ways. I mean, it was three agencies at the federal level working together under the direction of one main lead agency, which is what this bill calls for. It got its approval in basically three years, which would be longer than the two-year timeline that this bill establishes. But the bill, by establishing a two-year deadline for issuing decisions, there's no way to enforce that. I mean, I talk to any number of people in the energy development space and former uh, regulators, even from Republican administrations, who said these ideas that you're going to impose a deadline on bureaucrats to make a decision on projects, it's just not workable. There's plenty of deadlines in our federal laws and regulations that get ignored all the time. I mean, that's why you have environmental groups suing the EPA even to issue new, more stringent ozone rules. You know, this sounds good to people, but when you really dig into it, it doesn't work as envisioned. And what's at stake here, particularly for implementing the Inflation Reduction Act, Democrats' landmark climate law? Look, something has to be done here. I mean, there are very small windows for using this money. I mean, there's 10 years for that Inflation Reduction Act money to get used. And when you look at how long some of these big projects take, I mean, look at the Cardinal Hickory Creek project that we were just talking about. I mean, while the NEPA process was three plus years, they had already begun scoping out their project, looking at the land they wanted to buy three years prior to that. So, I mean, there's this whole part of the process that's not even captured by NEPA. You know, you really need to figure out how do we make this work better? And I think one of the concerns from the energy industry is if you feel as if you've solved the problem with some of the measures that Republicans have put forward. You are going to walk away from this issue not having actually solved the problem. And can you get the political will and capital back to doing the hard work, which is digging through the organic statues like the Clean Air Act, Clean Water Act, whatever it might be to make this process go smoother. And you know, if you listen to Democrats, their argument is we gave you a billion dollars in the IRA to hire more staff. Do that. Let's see how that goes uh, so we can get a lot of these projects done faster. So I think there are enormous implications for ensuring this money doesn't go to waste. And to do that, you need to be able to build stuff faster. And you noted we've seen some supportive statements from the industry on this first proposal from House Republicans that this would be a starting point. Do you think that this could lead to further, more targeted reforms? Absolutely. If this is a starting point for Republicans, that this becomes part of a broader negotiation. I mean, I think what it's being pitched as right now, though, is this is the main issue, NEPA, that if we solve this, everything will be good. And just from talking to people in the industry, it's not true. It's a sensible place to start because a lot of the issues that we've been talking about that hold up energy projects are state level, they're regional grid level. So by nature, there's not a federal hook or congressional action that can unblock this, but it's not the the silver bullet, to use a very tired phrase, that some people have led people to believe it is. Also, EPA warned all 50 states that they do not have the legal authority to block shipments of contaminated waste from the East Palestine train crash to their state's disposal sites. EPA Administrator Michael Regan said blocking the East Palestine waste shipments violates the federal Superfund law. 
Regan notes the contaminated soil being shipped is similar to the soil that is regularly transported to disposal facilities from Superfund sites, chemical plants, and other sources. EPA officials are anticipating the cleanup to take another three months to complete. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamperino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.